Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live, where we keep you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media. We talk with industry experts, innovators, creators, and storytellers about the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. And we broadcast live so you can ask the questions that matter most to you and your business. But I want to introduce my awesome co-host, Eric Fisher, is uh, the host of the long-running Beyond the To-Do List podcast. He's been doing it for over eight years, and he talks with real people who implement practical—I can never say this, Eric. you got to change this tagline. Implement practical productivity strategies (laughs) in their professional and personal lives. He is also the director of social media education for Agora Pulse, where he heads up the Social Media Manager School. So, Eric, tell a little bit, what is the Social Media Manager School at Agora Pulse? Yeah, the Social Media Manager School is the place to go to get up to date or stay up to date on your social media manager tactics and strategy. Not only is it a great place to go to um, go through the course, but we've also got free stuff. We're starting up new webinars that are free soon, as well as there's a group where you can jump in and it's a it basically it's a private but safe space to ask questions and get answers from other social media managers. So you can find out more about this at socialmediamanagerschool.com. Awesome. Thanks, Eric, for that. And it's really cool. So I've got some training there. There's also there's a ton of cool stuff. So make sure to check that out. But um, I'm so excited to be joined by our guest today, Alexa Westerfield. And she is going to be talking about uh, brand brands boosting sales and reach on TikTok and how you can do it as well. Uh, we're also going to cover the latest updates to TikTok privacy, community guidelines, resources, and a new creators program. But if you do not know who Alexa is, uh, let me tell you a little bit about her. She is the uh, a multi-face uh, marketer, designer, creative strategist. Professionally, she's worked for over 15 years with arts and craft companies like Tulip, uh, Elaney's, is that it? Artbin and Deco Art. Elaine, as a des- yeah. Okay, yeah, a Deco artist, designer, and a, a strategist guiding viral content, marketing campaigns, influencers, and retail retailer relationship. Her work and insights have been uh, on featured on the Rachel Ray Show, BuzzFeed, Huffington Post. And today.com. Alexa, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you with us today. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So uh, we're going to jump right off the, you know, right in this TikTok stuff because I really want to know why that 
brands and businesses should pay attention to TikTok because I, to be honest, I'm not on it that much. But there's some news, and this came from Sensor Tower, that TikTok was the best rated of 2020's top US iOS apps. So this was happened in uh, December 14th, 2020. Uh, TikTok had received over like 278,000 written reviews on the App Store, and 80% of those reviews were positive, which was really incredible. They actually beat out Facebook to become the most, the top most downloaded app worldwide in 2020. And um, even... Um, the guy who runs um, Instagram said that TikTok is not only blurring the lines between social and streaming, but is a force to be reckoned with in the streaming world. He also said that's their biggest competition over on Instagram is that um, he's not really happy the way Reels has run uh, has gone gone. But he says uh, we Instagram has a long ways to go, and they admit that TikTok is ahead. So, Alexa, what I want to ask you is like we're covering why TikTok is important. Can you tell us why? brands should be on TikTok too, you know, especially like small or medium-sized businesses? Well, it's, it's really where we're starting to move to. TikTok is becoming a force to be reckoned with. In um, January, it had 22 million users, I think, in the U.S., and now it has 48 million active users by the end of uh, this, this past year. And one of the things about it is I think people have really gravitated toward it in this pandemic because it's easy, digestible, relatable content that is fun to watch. It just there's it's also brought a lot of joy to people and learning. So um, from a business standpoint, it's really a really great way to entertain if you have products or um, um if you're an influencer and you like to entertain, it's a great place to be, but also it's a great place to learn and to teach people about your product, whether it be an online service that you have or actual physical product. Awesome. So what are you telling your clients uh, about TikTok when they ask you about it? I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of people going, Hey, you know, Alexa, should I be on this or not? You know, what do you what do you tell them? Are you saying, well, you don't have the right demographic or what do you you know suggest to clients when they ask about should I spend money on TikTok? Should I get in and out? Is it too late? What do you tell them? I think the very first entry point for anybody getting started in TikTok is to be like, go get your handle, go reserve your name and go, go get a lay of the land. Really go in there and start to understand the dynamics and the nature of this platform and why it's becoming so compelling to people. I think a lot of people just go, Oh, TikTok," but they don't understand the nuances of why it's mm -hmm. so special. Um, and I think that's the very first part is to kind of go in and do your research, look at the hashtags for your industry, look at like a lot of these brands, to be honest, they might not be on TikTok, but I can, I'll tell you a good example. Yesterday I went and I was looking at Baskin Robbins and I was like, wow, Baskin Robbins doesn't really have a presence, but man, their employees are showing up on this app. Mm. So people are, people are um, talking about your brand on TikTok or your topic or industry of interest. But um, I think it's it's time to get in there and start doing that research and seeing what are they saying? How are they presenting this information in a really real way? Gotcha. What are some of the products and services that you've seen or or that you've personally discovered on TikTok? I discover 
Okay, so a lot of what you get served is based on the algorithm. So everybody has a slightly different algorithm. If you're there for the dogs and the dance videos, you are generally going to get served dogs and dance videos. <laughs> because I am a marketer, <laughs> I get served um, a lot of people that are like-minded to me. So a lot of marketing professionals um, who are doing videos, they're sharing um, kind of – the, uh, the marketing professionals I'm seeing, they're sharing their insights and then they're doing a call to action at end, at the end to learn more about their coaching services or they're kind of briefly talking about that there. Um, I'm also seeing people share products. So, um, you know, you're, you're getting people sharing products like Amazon hot buys. Mm. People are using this for affiliate sales. Like there are people with massive Amazon TikTok accounts that are literally buying the product. They're doing a video of it and they're, they're getting, I think there's this one that's like this glue product that I see right. and it's just an Amazon buy 16 million views on that video. And then the person has an Amazon link in their bio linking to all these products that they sell in affiliate. It it's, it's crazy. It's, it's like people are really embracing this in a new way. And there's a lot of, selling potential possibilities, but not only that, just community nurturing that lead to sales. Gotcha. Gotcha. So Eric is going to kind of break down this next, uh, this next topic where we're talking about uh, this shoppable live streams. And I know you, we talked a little bit before this uh, about what your thoughts on it, but so Eric, break down this, you know, what, what's the news that Walmart is doing? Or did. Yeah. So this is an example of a big brand that's using TikTok. So Walmart was doing, they were testing, I should say, the shoppable live stream experience. And this was the first of its kind so far on TikTok, TikTok it, on their profile. And it happened on Friday, December 18th, you know, last minute gifts window right there. Mm -hmm. And during this, they basically were doing Walmart fashion items and people were able to shop those things, buy those things, purchase those things right there without having to leave the TikTok app itself. And I'm curious, you know, it seems like this is yet another thing that uh, many other brands are wanting to get into. Did you see this? What do you think of this? Did this work? Yeah, this is um, this shoppable experience that you saw Walmart and TikTok do is actually something that Amazon has been playing around with and that actually in the Chinese culture, they're using other apps that are competitors to TikTok like Douyin where they do these shoppable live streams and it works really well in their market. But this is a rather new thing in the U.S. market, these shoppable lives. I saw a lot of publicity and PR around this for Walmart, but I didn't really see was this an actual sales result? Did this actually work? I think that's yet to be determined. I think that what Walmart was doing with TikTok was very much a beta test of this shoppable platform that is not quite yet available to us. So I do think that Walmart also has a great investment <laughs> with TikTok in that they wanted to be a part share owner with Oracle in the purchase of TikTok. So they're looking to take over this Amazon space. Like, wouldn't mm. that be pretty amazing if Walmart was now the partner with TikTok and now you cannot buy products 
from Amazon or lead to, they were the direct source to their .com. So, you know, that's one of the reasons I think Walmart got so involved in this and is kind of really tapping into this live stream feature. Um, I, I wish I could say I watched it and saw the nuances of how like people were right. buying, but I didn't. They were using the influencers on the platform to um, be in this live stream, um, which which is interesting. I, I don't know. I, I, what I've always personally found is a lot of these brands, when they bring the influence over to their brand, it doesn't do as well as when the influencer stays actually on their own channel. Mm. So it, it seems like, and you mentioned, you kind of mentioned Amazon and some other ones, but it seems like every platform is getting into like live shopping and shop a little post. So how should brands, and once again, let's, let's try to, you know, talk about some small to medium sized businesses. How can they make the most of selling like their product on TikTok? Do they need to make an event kind of like what they did at Walmart? I don't think it's so much an event. It's it TikTok, that live feature is is I think a little bit finicky right now. And um, from just my experience and having used it a few times for myself and for clients, what is the winner, winner, chicken dinner with the live feature on TikTok is when you have a viral video. So you want to be creating organic content in your feed, maybe potentially related to the topic or what you're selling. If you have a service or a product, showcase that. And then when you get some viral traction on it, it starts showing up in what TikTok calls the For You page. And the For You page is basically um, your, the algorithm serves you popular content they think you would like. And so I, the other day I saw this happen where a guy's video went popular. Now this was not a brand or product, but he immediately, you could see when you get served a for you page, if you like that person or you like that product in their live, you see their little graphic pulsating. Mm. So it's like, Oh, this person's live. And if you kind of gravitate or like that, you're going to click on it and you're going to, and, and it's kind of like, it's, it's an add on to the rolling. Um, <laughs> what is it? That stone that's going down the hill. It's an add on the live right. feature. I feel is a great add on to that because now people can contextualize who you are. They get a real breathing person or a real, um, person talking about a product or a service and they can ask questions and they can interact and engage, which thus leads to could be potentially more sales if you're talking about your product in a really natural way, but also it leads to more followers so that you can then thus more amplify your business. Gotcha. So, um, how, Oh, go ahead, Eric. I was going to say, uh, you know, if somebody saw this Walmart test and thought, well, even if I'm not a giant business, uh, like Walmart, uh, what do they need to do to get ready or is it even possible with, you know, smaller size businesses be able to do this kind of selling on TikTok? Well, I think that the selling actually is more powerful in the organic nature of just creating TikTok videos. And with the outcome of you just keep touching the dial and posting content and interesting videos in the kind of hopes of going viral. Mm-hmm. I think that for a brand has more impact than a live video per se right now. Like the brand could go live, but I feel like having a, a viral hit with your product is, is going to turn the dial. That's where, and I think we're going to talk about this, but they were talking about a pair of airy leggings that right. went viral. Mm-hmm. 
that really it's a nuance of different things. Like you could be a brand and you could be putting out your own videos or you could be going the route of partnering with influencers. And that to me looks like, I don't even think it was an influencer sponsored video. It just happened to be an advocate and fan of Aerie. And she showed up looking amazing in these leggings and people immediately in the comment weren't paying attention to her dance. They were like, oh my gosh, I need this pair of leggings. Right. So it's almost like to me, in my personal opinion, is I think a lot of people with brands and products want to lead with, oh, look, look at this thing I have. Look at this thing I'm selling, you know? Mm -hmm. But you got to realize that people aren't on TikTok most of the time to be sold to. They're there in a passive kind of way. So if you're wearing a hat or you're wearing a necklace while you're sharing information, that actually is more compelling. Like, just like here in my video here, somebody might be like, oh my gosh, I love this clock. Where did you get it? Right, right. Like that, right. that's a passive thing. People, oh, where'd you get this art? Oh, well, I designed it. I'll send you the link to it. You know, like, I think that's really how we're starting to consume content. It's a, it's a little bit more, I would say, where you need to come up with great content or, if you have a product, it just depends on it. If you're an expert, if you guys are experts on social media, show up and talk about social media. Um, if you happen to have a product or service, always kind of reference it or link it at the end um, of your video and say, click link and click my link in bio and you can learn more and get my download. Like you can do it that way. Or if you have a product, which I worked a long time in the craft industry and there's a lot of products that have a magic virality factor in the craft industry, like mm -hmm. tie dye or paint. And if you can show that in a very compelling way, the product sells itself. It's really telling the story of what that product can do and how cool it is. So I wanted to go and, you know, because you mentioned influencers a little bit. Uh, so mm -hmm. it seems like users are, are not afraid to spend money on TikTok because they're like you mentioned the leggings. and We'll talk about that a little bit later. But, you know, how can brands and agencies prepare for monetizing on TikTok? Should they go the influencer route or should they, you know, you know, do direct links to their page? How, how should brands get ready or if, you know, or maybe even now, you know, to monetize TikTok or, or sell things on there? I, I think it is, uh, again, like what I said, it's doing your research, knowing what kind of content in your industry is already performing. I think brands need to really break down the nuance of this platform. They need to really understand that you can't just do a, a kind of a me too. Hey, I'm going to post this YouTube video on TikTok and expect it to perform. It has to be, um, you, you kind of have to really create to be honest, a custom strategy. You know, I was watching Gary Vee and he was talking about how he actually hasn't been de dedicating enough of his time to TikTok because the as great of a uh, influencer as right. Gary Vee is and his content's on point, he he wasn't necessarily filming videos in vertical format for mm -hmm. that TikTok consumer. He wasn't doing things like replies, like there's a reply feature in TikTok when people ask you a question, you can just go quickly make a video reacting to it. And a lot of those actually go viral, like people, cause it's, it's just simply answering a question. So I think, I think it's, it's understanding brands at the very core need to understand and nuance what about their product is performing on TikTok and developing a custom strategy around TikTok as, as opposed to just a passive, I'm going to throw this up on TikTok too. 
Gotcha. So let's go right into this since we already kind of teased it a little bit. Let's talk about this. Um, they have driven, TikTok has like um, driven record trafficked to e-com. So um, this is really interesting to me. So, um, you know, we talked about leggings. So this was one of the viral craze from Aerie. They actually, they, they flew off the shelves faster than employees could restock them thanks to TikTok. So um, it actually started the offline uh, real me high waisted crossover leggings. It exploded in popularity in November after TikTok user Hannah uh, Schieringer, I think is how you say it, posted her a video of herself clad in a pair of leggings while dancing to a pop song. So the original post, which this is fascinating, which was really originally shared, didn't even have a link or commissioned by Ari. It just, but it went viral. And so then it started this, like you were talking about before, Alexa, prompting thousands of, of queries about these leggings. And According to Stacy McCormick, Senior Vice President of Marketing at Aerie, the leggings sold out immediately after the post went live on November 20th. The video drew so much buzz for the brand that it prompted more than 700,000 searches alone for the product on Aerie's website, as well as nearly 200,000% increase in Google searches. I mean, this went nuts. Uh, and so they have said, TikTok is such a powerful platform. It has the ability to set and highlight trends among a very engaged community, she told uh, Insider in an email. So um, it's really interesting. There's also, um, and we'll drop the link down below, Yahoo Money compiled a list of 24 products that blew up on TikTok. So that included mascara, pens, cleaning agents, roller skates. It's just so funny to me of the things that... Um, went viral on this. So Alexa, tell us a little bit, how do you get in on one of these uh, crazy viral trends? Is it a roll of the dice or can you actually be strategic? And, you know, I guess you can't ever, you know, make something go viral, but I guess you could do some things that would help it along if it, if it could. Well, I think it's a multifaceted, I think it's probably a multifaceted strategy that you're mm -hmm. going to have to trust test try out we never know really exactly what's going to go viral on tiktok a lot right. of times um you can the, probably the more you make something go viral the more you can kind of get an inkling of, of what's going to go viral i did for myself a challenge in december where i spent 30 days of just making videos i wasn't really judging the videos mm -hmm. and in that time i had a couple videos that had some virality one with over five hundred thousand views um you know and and it was just really I think brands at the very get go, you can, you can just go in there and just create this really fine tuned strategy. But I think, I think you have to, as an organization or uh, you have to, you have to be nimble. You have to know that you don't know what you don't know with this app and you have to be willing to take risks and try things, even if it kind of feels stupid. <laughs> I think that's the thing. <laughs> I think that a lot of, um, people are forgetting about TikTok is um, there's this fine line between it being strategic and stupid, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day because sometimes this, the dumbest stuff goes viral or, or I will tell you an example of this. Um, one thing I learned, I helped a guy over this past year go in about four months, go get 40,000 followers on TikTok. And mm -hmm. all I did was, I observed him, like I, I documented him playing violin. His name's Violin on Fire. He's really awesome, by the way. Um, and it was so interesting. The videos that went viral for him were never, ever, a, a lot of them, it was about, it, he's a phenomenal musician, mm -hmm. but it was always something else in the video 
that made it go viral. It mm. was just this like, like, oh, why are you standing in a handicapped parking space? Oh my gosh, your phone's going to fall out of your back pocket. It was always these weird nuancey type things. Um, so I think as a brand, you got to be filming in a real life environment, not in a, uh, like these real daily moments. You got to be mm -hmm. capturing them. You got to show things with flaws. You got to look like an actual human brain. And that is what influencers get so right is because if you don't get somebody super seasoned in a in a social media kind of strategy way sometimes they come up with some brilliant content that you would have put maybe parameters on awesome that's a good well, so speaking of that how, i mean speaking of that how can brands then uh you know pre uh push their seasonal or unique merchandise organically by partnering, say, with a in, an influencer or a brand partner or a creator, let's say, someone who is already creating great stuff, how do they approach them? How do they, um, you know, partner with them to, like, with this violin person, on, violin on fire? Is that what you said? Um, yeah. yeah. That, uh, how would somebody, if I'm a brand, how do I approach him? Well, I would say from a brand standpoint, if you wanted to be included in that, I was looking at um, actually Jojo Siwa's content yesterday. She's actually had a huge brand uh, reawakening on TikTok. It's added this layer of vulnerability and realness. And she was working with the Bang Energy drink. And so she literally took a drink of this Bang Energy drink. She set it on the table in the context of this vertical video. The Bang was in the fore forefront of, you know, and she was in the background doing a dance. It was like this creative integration of the product with the dance. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't feel too overly staged, even though it was kind of in the shot, you know, like you have to like, again, it's the, it's the brand is the supporting character. So you have to really understand that you want to insert your brand in a supporting character kind of role. I've seen, um, or, the other one is brands could have super successful content just by sending products and developing an influencer strategy around TikTok and simply saying, I want you to document the unboxing of this. Like, mm -hmm. I want you to do document that, or I want you to go in the store. I, I feel like brands really get this wrong personally. And I've worked in brands for a really long time is they forget the customer experience. They forget that that person is going to walk in Walmart. They're going to get that lash mascara off the shelf. They're going to rip open the, look at the back of the packaging. They're going to rip it open. Then they're going to take it out and use it. Like oftentimes brands just are like, Oh, look at it in its pretty final stage. No, it took a shopping experience to have that. So engaging people in that shopping experience or when it arrives on their door and now how do they open it up? That's why I think unboxing videos have become so popular is because it really is a full immersive brand experience of here. I, here's this thing, the context of what it looks like in the packaging and how you're going to find it at the store. Like it, it just takes that, that um, journey with the consumer. 
So, so we, we talked to, we, at the beginning of the show, one of the sponsors is Agora Pulse and they're a great social listening tool. Now you can't listen to TikTok with Agora Pulse. That's just, I don't, the, the API isn't there, but how can brands listen? I mean, how did they find out if somebody's talking with them on TikTok? I mean, how do you, you know, how can you listen to even learn other things start coming off your shelves? But how do you know that people are talking about you and how can you engage with people who like your brand may not even virally, but maybe somebody mentions it and you want to respond to them. How do you know if somebody's talking about you on TikTok? Well, the one thing you're going to need to do as a brand is it's probably smart for on your brand account that you establish. I would establish a brand account and then mm-hmm. potentially a personal account, like, because it basically each, each thing has its own algorithm. So if I'm a social media marketer or a, right. uh, tool, I want to do the listening and the searching of other people or benchmarks in that industry. Naturally, what's going to happen on my For You page, which is the algorithm that you get served, you're going to get content that is of that topic. So if I go and I search, let's still say I find Starbucks aficionados because I I love Starbucks. Okay. So I go and I search Starbucks drinks, Starbucks, um, fans, Starbucks employees, and I, and then I start following these people, my feed is going to be a mirror and reflection of that content. Um, it doesn't mean I won't occasionally get some other brand in there, but it, as a whole, I'm going to be served it. I'll tell you a good example of this is Rosie O'Donnell started showing up on this app in a very authentic, engaging way. And a lot of people were saying, Hey, that's how you need to show up as a celebrity on this app. So I started following her and Lo and behold, I started getting people asking Rosie questions in my For You page Mm. just because I engaged with Rosie. And they were like, hmm, she obviously likes Rosie content, so we're going to serve that up more. So you need to be engaging and understanding the content that's in your industry, searching hashtags, engaging, following brands that are alike, and you will probably inevitably – I mean, you could be tagged. I mean, people do tag brands. They also duet them. Um, I don't know if you guys know about the duet or stitch feature. Mm -hmm. They will do that and you get notifications when that happens. So that's another incredible brand thing, um, uh, tool to use for brands to stay engaged with their consumers as well is these, these trends and these features that TikTok offer within the app. Gotcha. So, this next section, Eric, this is a, um, yeah, <laughs> talk about this. Cause this is interesting. So, uh, essentially TikTok has updated their community guidelines and what they're doing is, is they are restricting MLM or multi-layer multi-level, I should say marketing and other quote deceptive content on the platform. And this is, you know, this is, this is also the, the first major platform to, to ban them. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, I'm very curious about this because we, I mean, we, in the past few weeks, we saw a lot of quote banning and or changes Mm -hmm. in terms of the social media landscape, which we don't need to go into, but specifically for TikTok, Alexa, what do you think of this update? Well, I think it's, it's really trying to protect people. It's, it's more that, that pyramid scheme type, idea of you're now fishing for people to be your upline or down, you know, Mm -hmm. your downline. 
I think that's a lot of what this deceptive content is really about is preventing people from now scouting and targeting people on this app into MLM or, or schemes, you know, um, I, I don't personally get served again. I'm not looking for this kind of content, but right. I think if I was into MLM content, let's just say I liked a brand like an essential oil brand or earrings or whatever, I might potentially get served content from these people. And I think, I don't think it's wrong that you would want to be a marketing, marketing, um, you know, it, what people consider MLM, like an essential oil business, but you really come at it from a place of service and insight. And as long as it's not like you're saying it's FDA rules and all these weird things that you're making claims, I think, I think it's the service aspect. So are there any work arounds that you know of like, cause there are some honest and, you know, legal MLMs out there. You know, we always hear about the bad ones, but you know, to reach new customers on TikTok. So would you do it as a service? I'm assuming that you can't, if you would tag it, like with the MLM's name, you would get kicked off because they're, they're banning it now. Um, but is there, a, a, you mentioned services. Can you have any practical tips on like the way, a way a brand could do that? I think edu- it's a, it's a insight and education. You know, there's a hashtag learn on TikTok mm-hmm. and they have like a big program where they're actually wanting to become the experts in, um, in, in learning the six, 60, 15 to 60 second little moments where people can learn and get nuggets of information. And I'd say as a seller, you want to, um, sh- show the uses, show the proprietary effects. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I, we haven't really talked, touched on, but I think is really important in selling uh, regardless is, TikTok is really a community. Like, I think that people forget, they think, oh, I can sell on this app. I'm going to sell, sell, sell. The more that you're yourself and that you do the trends and that you show up and then, oh, and I happen to sell this too. And these are some insights and lessons and things I've learned. That is actually going to go a lot more, you know, if if the thing you're selling is one out of five posts as opposed to you just keep throwing, because nobody is there on TikTok to be really sold to in that way. You know, we don't, you don't go to TikTok to watch a bunch of commercials. You go there to be entertained. So you need to really think of how do I integrate or teach or serve people with this content in the case of like um, essential oil, it might be like eight great uses for lavender oil or, Hey, I take this stuff and I missed, I put it in a mister and I put it on my pillow. I don't know. This is something that makes me happy and really settles me in for bed at night. Like what are those practical things you could be um, showcasing your product in a way? And I will say this about selling. I think that there's going to be some products that are a little sexier on TikTok than others. You know, I don't know. Right. I don't know if uh, you might think, oh, I'm going to get on TikTok and make a lot of sales, but you got to really look at it and be like, is this product really, can I really build a great narrative around this product on TikTok? And sometimes it might be like, no, I'll stick to um, Facebook or my, my ads, my ad strategy. I don't think TikTok is the place for me. So like Eric could go and do like a, a really cool dance with his Batman shirt on and he might get a lot of, you know, or his little uh, Mando uh, bobblehead there. People would like, Hey, how would I get that? So, so I see what you're saying. It's very organic and it's very, that's the way brands should do it. They shouldn't be overtly, you know, let's do a, you know, the Walmart challenge or something like that. They want to, 
You know, one thing about Walmart that I was going to say is I when I looked at Walmart's page, I was like, okay, they're getting some things right here, even on their organic thing. Mm -hmm. But then I was looking at it and I was like, oh, man, nobody's here for this. Nobody's here for that blue screen with their logos. You know, that that 70s show opening where they've got like (laughs) people dancing. Right. That's the kind of content they're making, which looked like commercials. I'm like, nobody's here for that content. But you know what people are there for? If you brought back that little old lady greeter at the big front of the store that wears her little Walmart smock and she tells you and shows you around the store the the things that are special or it's a relationship build. People want to connect with that person. They want to connect with the checker that's really extroverted and fun and maybe has an accent like People want to connect to people and they want to see it in the context of your store where they would be having those experiences. I absolutely love the idea of Walmart. You can take that idea. You need to credit me though. If you end up making a series with an old city breeder, because I will tell you that is one thing that's really blowing up. Older people on TikTok is blowing up because what's what's happening. It's really interesting. If you think about it, I read the comments. So I read the comments at scale. I really try to get in there. I'm like, why is this blowing up? And I read people say like, my grandma died or I never knew my grandmother. And this, and this, this really is wholesome and makes me feel good. And I feel seen, like, I feel like this Mm -hmm. lady is my grandmother. Mm. And so it's an emotional connection. If you build an emotional connection, you'll win all day. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great point. Speaking of emotional connection, if you're wondering how in the world, you know, I'm making all these cool graphics and things move, do not miss out on checking out uh, Ecamm. They are a great, if you have a Mac and you're doing live streaming, you got to check them out. It does an, they do an awesome job. You can find more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. That's E-C-A-M-M. But I mean, it was so simple to put together. I mean, this is eye-catching stuff on social media. It's a lot of fun. Of course, I've, you've seen me kind of screw up a little bit. I'm getting the hang of it. But uh, it's just really easy to switch between cameras and these custom layouts that they do. So make sure you go check out my friends over on Ecamm. Um, speaking of, you know, small businesses, we've, we've tried to focus this down and talk about small and, uh, you know, medium-sized businesses. But this next thing that we're going to talk about is that, that TikTok launches a new small business resource center. So... I'm always for when, you know, when people do um, things for small businesses because, you know, they they wear so many different hats. But they launched this new small business Mm -hmm. resource center and to help these small and medium-sized businesses make their most of their in-app promotion. And it's a pretty robust page. I went and checked it out. But it gives you a a bunch of case studies so you can get some inspiration there. It has some creative tools and explainers to help the small uh, businesses, you know, tap into TikTok a little bit. There's also webinars and details on how to run TikTok ads and performance metrics. So um, have you checked this out, uh, Alexa? Have you have you gone and seen what they have offered there on uh, this new small business resource center? Yes, I have. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's uh, what, uh, what I gleaned from this small business resource center. It is really for the person that they want to tap into advertising on TikTok. So mm-hmm. it's really for people that are developing paid ads, much like I think Facebook and all these other places, you know how you you on Facebook, you'll get like a dedicated business manager or whatever that will 
call you. I think that's what this model is. And then they're giving you all these tools like templates and tips on how to make your videos better for when somebody's scrolling through TikTok, how it works is you'll scroll and you're swiping up and you'll see an ad in the middle of your Mm, your content. Yeah, so I think that it's really the what what I learned from looking at this resource center is really it's a um, it seems like t- TikTok ads could be a game changer right now for a lot of businesses and it might be worthy of kind of some investment in potentially some content creation because I always think a lot of people are like oh well, I don't have TikTok for TikTok it's like well you can you still have a presence on there. You just right. need to make a piece of great piece of content on there and you pay ads to be on there. So it, I think it's a worthy investment if you um, have a very great product, but I think you have to be very mindful that the piece of content that you're even using as an ad doesn't come overtly off as an ad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, do do you think this is a good place for small businesses to get started with TikTok if they don't yet have a presence or should they start there first or do both at the same time? I would say I would say try out building the organic following first. And it might be that, you know, I think I think brands need to just kind of develop a strategy that they're going to stick to for a couple months, um, learn from that strategy, see if it's turning the dial, and then decide if they want to make a more significant investment in the paid ads. Because I can tell you, I follow a lot of Etsy artists and I follow a lot of coaches and authors and they're saying my book sold out. And I don't think that had anything to do um, I, I don't think it's having anything to do with paid advertising. I think it, it's really, or using these business resources. I think it's really, um, TikTok's vibe for uh, organic virality right now. Before we move on to the next uh, news item, I wanted to bring up some comments. So, uh, you know, Mark said, yeah, a virtual greeter is an excellent idea. He loved that idea. So uh, if he talks to Walmart, I'm sure he'll give you credit. Um, so, yeah, Mark, Walmart. <laughs> but my pal Ian, he had mentioned me before, and I, I'm glad he reminded me about this. But he goes, uh, not sure if you've asked Alexa my question about this security concern yet. He uninstalled TikTok last year amid all the privacy and security concerns. Are things okay now? Or is it or now everyone's burying their heads in the sand and and just ignoring it because I mean, as a small business, this is a concern, you know, we've, this is all focused about business. So what would you tell Ian about how safe is TikTok to actually use and even give to your kids? Well, I think any of these apps, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a case by case research. Mm. If, If you feel comfortable, what are your, your ethics that you personally feel comfortable with. I had somebody the other day, I, I told them, I was like, you know, I think you would make a lot of sales with your, your business. Um, it was an artist. If you started showing your drawings or whatever on TikTok, and the safety um, concern came up like, Oh, well, it's a Chinese company. You know, I don't, I don't know. I feel leery. And I'm like, okay, d- don't do it. Like, <laughs> you know, to be frank, but right now TikTok is what, is turning these brands are having sellout products because they're committing to TikTok and they're taking the potential security risks. Mm-hmm. You know, when I see big brands like Walmart or Chipotle or Starbucks really embracing the app, I'm kind of like, well, as a small business, you might 
not want your data sets and you have to really just make that choice. But a lot of people are making the choice to be on it and having a lot of success. Mm, that's a great, those are great points. It is kind of a case by, so that no, no easy answer there for you, Ian. Sorry. <laughs> You've got to do your research, your homework. Easy, but you know, like, Last year, um, Trump really was trying to ban TikTok. And I'm not trying to get, it's just a matter of fact that right. it wasn't, you know, he was trying to ban it and it caused a lot of concern. They were in the process of selling it to, I think, Oracle, potentially right. Walmart being a partner. There was mm-hmm. to try to get it away. It needed to be owned by not ByteDance, the owners of TikTok, but a U.S.-based company. And I think what happened, to be honest, is that became a big security concern that got bubbled up. Everybody was talking about it. And I think Trump's initiatives and agenda changed away from TikTok. That became not a big deal. And then it died down. Yeah. We're not talking about that anymore. So it's kind of like it came a big media buzz factor. And then suddenly it's like, oh, well... Happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll be probably brought up. It'll come back in the news cycle eventually. But so no easy answers on the security issue, Ian. But I want to go. <laughs> yeah, he goes, thanks for that. Really helpful. Assume the app has cleaned itself up since then. So yeah, do some research and see. I, you know, I'm not going to recommend yay or nay, but uh, um, we'll see what happens in 2021. I, I want to add that my friend also told me the one that was the artist was like, oh yeah, I'm concerned about the security concerns. And then she went on to mention that she'd been hacked two times in the past year on Instagram. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, that's not good either. So these apps really Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, you know. So Eric, break down this new uh, privacy policy for us that uh, TikTok is rolling out. Yeah, so speaking of security and privacy and all those good things, uh, so they've got a new privacy policy update that is geared towards protecting younger users. And so essentially they've announced that the changes are to the the default standards for user privacy. And what this means is that there's now a new set default privacy setting for all register accounts of ages 13 to 35 uh, that will be set to private. So that's actually interesting. This is, you know, remember for a long time, it was like, no, you can't have Facebook. You're not 13. Right. And yet all your friends were. And this is interesting now to have, you know, 13 to 15 automatically set to private. Now, I think that then that also means then the the they're tightening the commenting options on videos created by those of 13 to 15 year olds. So again, yeah. um, people, the, the, the the account users that are 13 to 15 can then select that a comments can be allowed by friends or no ones you would so public comments would be done with so that's interesting to me that actually that's probably a pretty decent move and then Mm -hmm. there's a different setting for users that are 16 to 17 and the default setting there uh for duet and stitch to friends um I'm forgetting. I think I'm reading this wrong, but ultimately, because again, I'm not a TikTok person. Right. So, but that uh, turning off the default setting also for ages 13 to 15 of suggesting your account to others. So, in other words, not automatically, algorithmically trying to push the 13 to 15 year old mm-hmm. accounts uh, out there. So, interesting. I think. Um, a really. Good move. I think that there's, to be honest, I'm sure there's a lot of predatory behavior on this app. Mm -hmm. 
I don't I I don't know if you guys observe this just in general, but the 13 to 15 year old doesn't look the same way it did when we I grew up in the 90s, you know, (laughs) right. Right. Like you literally can't tell if they're 14 or if they're 25. Like it's like and so they're coming on there doing these WAP dances. I mean, I'm not going to explain what WAP is, but look it up, you know, and it's 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 my it's really inappropriate content. Um, obviously the parents aren't monitoring it. So, you know, that they're trying to clamp down on that being distributed to adults, you know, especially, I mean, it's one thing for your other school kids to see it, but for uh, people to be searching for that purposefully, it's, it, I will say like, as a parent, I would have some issues with, with TikTok, to be honest not as a marketer, but, yeah. um, it, it's a very interesting place. It, it, a lot of stuff hangs out, like just like the, let it all hang out the, you know, the, the conversations. Yeah. It's a little bit scary. And so we have that, this whole thing brought up a lot of comments. So Grace goes, you are right. Uh, yeah, there's very inappropriate stuff out there. And, um, Mark brings up a great point. He goes, I wish there was an age verification system that parents can trust. And I wish there was, there was some standard, you know, um, that we could, you know, almost, I know they have the ratings for the, like the video games and for like movies and stuff, but if there was some like security thing that all the platforms could say, we're going to use, I think that would be a good idea. So I, I totally agree with you, Mark. So thank you for that comment. Um, you, do you want to say something else? I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, I, I think that'll be interesting. I think, I think that so much of this social media stuff, you know, TikTok and other platforms as well, it's just come at us all of a sudden to figure out all these things that are blurring the lines, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and I think there's probably going to be some fallout of it. Media buzz, you know, one thing I see a lot on TikTok, um, I'm sure a lot of you guys seen is this, it's almost like there's part of TikTok in a weird way. That's a little bit, I don't want to, it's fake news. Like kind of like right, right. what you visualize or visualize in a video isn't always the case. So somebody can go on and tell a story and everybody believes it. Right. And is it true or not? I don't know, but I, I definitely think, you know, there's a lot of conversation and information going on TikTok that is unmonitored or could be, detrimental. So I don't really play in those spaces personally, but I know there's probably a lot of people in those spaces getting consuming that. So Grace had a, has a great points. How effective is the restrictive mode on TikTok? I didn't even know there was a restrictive mode. Do you know what she's talking about? Well, yeah, I'm not sure on that restrictive mode. I haven't gone in and looked at those settings. Mm-hmm. But your kids I mean, are smart enough that? usually to get by that stuff. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, right. mine were at like nine. So I mean, uh, they're even. Kids are going to figure out how to get around it. They're going right. to figure out, you know, like, oh, my parents don't. I don't have a TikTok. Oh, yeah, you do, but your parents just don't know about it. It's right. a hidden account. That's right. So and you're going to be eleven with a TikTok account. Right. So I want to make sure we get to this, this, this last final piece is um, I think it's really great. And we, I thought I wanted to talk about it. So TikTok launches a black creatives program to foster new talent. So this is a great thing. Uh, TikTok has launched a new program that its initiative is to, as part of its broader effort to ensure greater diversity and representation on the platform. And it's actually focusing and developing a hundred black creators and music artists, helping to open doors for them to reach new heights in their careers. And, um, 
Yes, it's open until January twenty seventh. So, uh, it, it, if they meet yeah. the eligibility, people they can apply, and finalists will be named in February. Um, I really like this initiative that they're doing, and it's one of the things that I think TikTok has a lot of goodwill from a lot of places is because they one to seem to be interested in paying their creators, which is kind of unlike some of the other platforms like even YouTube. And I know, you know, it, it's sometimes hard to get, I mean, they're creating all the content. They should get some of the money. So I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Yeah, I think it's really good. You know, I'm going to be honest. I think TikTok is a conduit for a lot of change, um, cultural change. Um, I, I can just tell you, you know, when people talk about, well, you know, on Instagram, for example, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how to, it doesn't have a discoverability feature for the most part. I tend to get served the same content I always see, whereas right. TikTok I feel has a more powerful discoverability tool as far as on the For You page. So you can go and you can engage like I get a lot of black creative content and I really like it because there's some really amazing talent on this app and I am getting incredible learning about other people, other, um, uh, other cultures, like mm-hmm. just from being on TikTok and just consuming. I read a comment the other day. It was a video. Um, and I, I just say this from the power of it. I thought this was really insightful. Um, there was a woman sharing her, a black woman sharing her experience of fixing her hair in the morning. And you could just tell it was so much stress. And I think that's something that white people in particular, like we don't, we don't know like that process of what Mm -hmm. they have to do to set their hair and fix their hair. And somebody said, I'm going to be honest. I have learned more from this one year of being on TikTok about black people and black culture than I have learned in the past 20 years. So it's speeding up education and information. And I think it's, it's awesome that TikTok is investing in these voices because I think that they know how to amplify them and get really get some great voices out there. Um, and th- that can really help us see ourselves and other people and recognize great talent. And I think it's a powerful, it's powerful in that way. Awesome. How do you see uh, businesses being able to take advantage of this opportunity and become part of this um, movement that TikTok is doing to, to promote diversity and inclusion? Well, I think if, if TikTok has a black creator program, you know, um, going in and seeing like what you need to submit to be a part of it, like as a brand, um, is the very first step. I think in addition, looking at your products and your services, not just in a black creator, um, their program, but also for your brand and see the other creators that are um, using your products and aligning with them in a very organic way. You know, I feel like at the onslaught of a lot of the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of brands were kind of doing, I think because of the pressure, they were kind of doing some knee-jerk reactions and making those decisions. But I think personally, like, let's, you know, let's be really mindful of finding really great relationships we can nurture with real people and real using our products and um, establishing these voices and um, representation across the board. Because I, th- I think um, 
it, it's not just a knee jerk thing. It really is something you're implementing in your organization or for your brand over the course of time. You know, I think that's one thing I, I do like about TikTok and I think, again, it's back to that community build aspect. You're building a community. You're, you're, you're listening to the voices of the people in your comments. You're reacting to them. You're, um, you're developing a relationship. This is not about, TikTok is not about a driving a viral sale as much as it is really creating something people believe in. I think that's awesome. Awesome stuff. So, well, we've reached the end of our time together, but I wanted to make sure, Alexa, because you have gone and given us so much for small businesses uh, to how to use TikTok, things that I didn't even think about before. And I hope our audience uh, may have gotten some inspiration as well. So where can people fi find you on the interwebs? What's the best place to connect with you? Well, you can find me at swellcreativemedia.com. I have examples of my work up there and kind of some list of services of how you can partner with me um, or consult with me. I also am on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. <laughs> the content's very varied on TikTok. Sometimes it's it's like, well, that's random. But you really do get, what's so interesting about TikTok is you get a whole scope of a person. Right. All their multifaceted. So they might be into, they might be into like, I'm wearing a Freddie Mercury shirt, you know, they might be into queen and they might be into crafts and they also might be into social media. So you get that full facetedness. Mm -hmm. I'm on TikTok at Swell Creative and then you can find me and connect with me as well on LinkedIn at Alexa Westerfield. Awesome. Um, and as always, want to make sure that we say thank you to our sponsors, uh, first of all, for Agora Pulse. And make sure you go to check out socialmediamanagerschool.com. And also the awesome people at Ecamm, who uh, this whole show is powered by. So go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. That's E-C-A-M-M. -M. And thank you guys all for watching today. But I want to give Eric Fisher a shout out, too, because he is amazing. Uh, Eric, tell people where they can find you and all of your stuff yeah uh well hit me up on twitter twitter.com slash eric with a k the letter j f-i-s-h-e-r and then also check out beyond the to-do list.com great episodes recently and a lot of great ones coming up uh if you're in a productivity rut like even i'll admit i've been at times <laughs> recently so uh it'll it'll shake you up Awesome. Thank you guys for showing up today. Thank you guys for all you guys in the, the uh, comments for Mark and Grace and Ian and all you guys. Appreciate you guys. Our next show is Friday, January 29th, 2021 at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And soon the podcast will be launching. It's still getting approved, but we appreciate you guys going over there and leaving us a rating review when that launches as well. And with that, we'll see you next week. Have a great one, everybody. Bye now. Social Media News Live.